listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your host, Van Nunley. <laughs> All right, this is going to be so good. And Fred Slow. I am the cream, yeah. The cream of the crop. 95.9 FM, 610, the sports animal. And talkabq.com. Turn it up. Turn it up. Four o'clock, Albuquerque. How's your drive time? Your boys are here. I'm Fred Slow alongside me. The most talented individual in all of sports talk radio in the entire history of sports talk as it relates specifically to radio. Van Nunley. Good afternoon, Van. You almost said good morning, didn't you, buddy? Well, you know. It's hard to shake. And yeah. by the by the way, loyal listener. By the way. It's not 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning. It is not 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning. You're not having an acid flashback. This well, I mean, you possibly could be. You don't have carbon monoxide poisoning. Well, I mean, here's the thing. It's hot out, but you just open the garage door, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. You're not having a stroke. No. You Again, we're not medical professionals. The boys who bring you so much happiness yes. on a Saturday morning are going to be sitting in with you a little bit this week. So you are not freaking out. You're hearing this correctly. When you listen to the program on Saturday mornings, you hear myself, Fred Slow, my best friend in all of talk radio, Van Nunley, and the real Cape Crusader in this trio, Mike Vital, bringing you the program every single Saturday. But Mike's not here. You're not my dad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't love you, but my mom says I have to. <laughs> Talk about all my stepdad issues when we get back from the break. Producer Steph is joining us. Steph, do you give your last name out on air, or is that too weird for you? No, that's fine. It's Griffin. Okay, Steph Griffin joining us on the ones and twos. An absolute delight, by the way. At or near the kindest person I've met professionally in any walk. We don't deserve it. No. Aw, thank you, guys. She came in. She sat down. She asked us questions relevant to the job. Normally, it's fandom when we meet people. It's just oohs and ahs. But this was like, we're going to produce a really quality program today. Right. Oh, my God, Fred, you're so tall. Van, you're so there. Yeah, you're near as tall. You're yeah. You're a person. Way to be six foot adjacent, Van. <laughs> you're so near it. A lot of mustache comments, actually. You're tall. I have a goofy mustache. Did you pull up the texter? And if you haven't, I'm going to encourage you to. And if you're a listener, I'm going to encourage you to pull up your texter. 505-246-0610. Is it still the New Mexico DMT? Is it is, <laughs> the DMT hotline? <laughs> Thanks, Joe Rogan. Is it the Department of Transportation? Are we still doing that? I believe so. It's written on the dry erase board right behind me, isn't it? Actually, Did they erase it? Actually not. It's been dry erased. Did they dry erase it? And the Quans Auto Care hotline. 505-246-0610. Call your boys. No guests today unless you want to be featured. But here's the thing. There's a vetting process when you call the program. Right. First, you talk to Steph. Then she asked you three qualifying questions. Each question, the, at least the one that preceded it, less difficult than the one that proceeds it. Correct. Yeah. So you will. Yeah. it's a tiered system of difficult questions similar to the 1990s banger hit TV trivia show, I oh, thought I thought you were going to reference. Bear. I thought you're going to reference uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple, getting across the bridge and Monty <laughs> Python's Holy Grail. I thought that's what you were going to go for. Let's put a scratch. 
good sports week thus far, good sports weekend thus far. I want to talk NFL out the gate, Van, because you know your boy can't go without talking about the Raiders. The Raiders. I, I spent all weekend watching the most important weekend in the history of pro wrestling, and featured in that weekend in the history of pro wrestling was, because it's relevant to us, with a brand new stadium and the talks for the United. They're rumoring, I don't know if you heard this, Steph, 8 mil. 80 mil is what they're saying, okay? eight zero million. Okay, that's a lot. That's a lot. It's not the $2 billion that Oakland, or excuse me, that Las Vegas just put in for the Raiders. But the Raiders this past weekend allowed their stadium to be utilized by the WWE, where they hosted 50-plus thousand fans for the first time. That's not, I mean, they needed a warm-up, right? That's what you would think, you got to do a dry run. I worked in talk radio in St. Louis for years. The St. Louis Cardinals used to give out free tickets and hot dogs, free tickets to a future game and hot dogs. If you came to the stadium and everyone flushed the toilets at the same time. Right. This is a real promo they did. You had me do that at your apartment. That Which was weird because I have the traditional indoor toilet and then I have what I call the balcony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was hard for me to do both at once. It's, you it was would, not a successful test run. As you so often do, you impressed. So skilled. 51,000 in attendance for the SummerSlam this past weekend. I won't break down the card for you, but let me tell you this banger, banger of a SummerSlam. <laughs> Thank you again. So, as the stadium in Las Vegas, Allegiant, is that what it's called? Yes, that is correct. 51,000. The point of sale goes down. It's a cashless thing because of COVID. You can't buy food or drink. All of the bathrooms back up. All of them. $2 billion. $2 billion worth of bathrooms? they giving away. Giving away food and drink. And the Raiders are like, better you than us. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, boys. You know the kind of deuces that wrestling fan takes? Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's got to be awful. Hey, but don't worry, you, got, you can't eat anything. You can't buy anything. <laughs> you can't refill? No. Once you empty out, you're done. So the stadium couldn't hang. But we need a new stadium in Albuquerque for the soccer team. Not not a $2 billion one that doesn't have no toilets. If they couldn't handle SummerSlam, you think they're going to handle a Guns N' Roses concert on a, Friday? A Guns N' Roses tribute concert. <laughs> so if Hey, if you're going this Friday night to see Sweet Child of Mine down at the new stadium, uh, you make sure you bring, well, you bring your own snacks is what we're telling you. Well, it's actually Guns N' Roses. Yes. You need to catheter yourself and bring your own <laughs> snacks because all we got working is the lights. And you think, right? It's a thing where it's like, a, hey, guys, uh, it's a new day and age. We're taking a lot of precautions, medically speaking. If you are not aware, at least in my neighborhood, there is a pandemic. Hey, and, and congratulations okay. on the sports animal. Going to be the home of the Raiders. That's a big this deal. This year, that's I, a good get. I know they announced that a week or so ago, and if, yeah. you're not, if you don't tune in regularly. But being the voice of the Raiders in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is basically being the voice of the Raiders in Las Vegas. Correct. The fan base for the Raiders here, and I tell you what, we're about to, like the calls will light up. The fan base for the Raiders in Albuquerque is greater than, not just in size, but in demeanor, the fan base for the Dallas Cowboys in Albuquerque. 505-246-0610. I'm telling you. Give us your hot takes. The hot take is Raiders fan, and by the way, they should have more optimism for the season than Cowboys fan, which 
I'll break down later at length if you'd like. So I, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you. So, okay. Cowboys are easily the most prominent here in Albuquerque. No, they are not. The Raiders are a close second. Do you think just because you can get a cowboy shirt at the Walmart that that makes it more prominent? No. It's ease of access. That's every Walmart. I think they know their demographic. All of the Walmarts? Yes. Raiders fan to me. No, even like San Francisco Walmart sell Cowboys gear. That can't be true. They got to. Like Bay Area Walmart? Yeah, I'm going to Google it right now. Where the Raiders used to be. Can you hear me Googling that's, it? That's just your fingers on the tabletop. We've had... You, <laughs> You're the Lily Tomlin of pantomiming. Thank you. Yeah. I thought it was strong. Raiders fan does much better. You drive, all right, you go around town. Raiders fan sticker, like the like the head, the Raiders head, it's on every make and model of car. It's on your banger work truck. It's on your new car. It's the window decal. Like that, when uh, Yaffle football teams get together, every team wants to be the Raiders. No one cares about the Cowboys. I think a lot of people care about the Cowboys. I think you don't understand like how prominent Cowboy fan is here in Albuquerque. I don't see it. Because they've been quiet <laughs> for so many years. Since 93. Yep. They finally got it a couple years ago. That's the thing, too. Like, we were supposed to win it every year the past 12 years, it, and it hasn't happened. Is we the Cowboys? That's correct. I'm speaking in terms of Cowboys fans. And when you said 12 years, does that mean you just gave up on that whole philosophy in 2005? Exactly. Yeah. They're like, wait. Yeah. I'm still going to watch them, but I'm not saying it's our year every year anymore. I can't believe this Chad Hutchinson didn't pan out the way we thought he would for a championship. By the way, Cowboy fan, it's totally your year. 505-246-0610. Call in and yeah. tell us why. You can tune in. You can tune in to Super Soft Knocks right now and watch it, and they'll tell you that it's your year. Because I don't know what Jerry Jones is holding over the NFL or HBO Sports or NFL Films or whoever produces this thing. Yeah. But he's like, God, I don't have a Jerry Jones accent. But he says. As you started off very close. <laughs> Jerry? That, that's very good. Because you don't realize how close Texas and Arkansas and are in dialect, but they're basically the same. It's a big strip of it's called Texarkana, right? I think one gas station at the border is called Texarkana. You're thinking of Texaco. Ah, thank you. Yeah. And then whenever he goes to uh, HBO and he's like, hey, super soft knocks, yeah. like I need you to feature. Hey, soft taps. Thank you. HBO presents soft, soft taps. Make my boys look real good. Make them look real good out there. You can't make Dak yeah. Prescott look real good if he's not practicing. Hey, HBO, what you want? You want some uh, super salty breakfast sandwiches? Yeah, you, I got a lot of those. You rip on the Cowboys, the phone lines go crazy. The thing that is the most fun about because Raider is better than the Cowboy, that's my opinion. I know you don't feel that way. As a logo? Oh, as a logo, the Cowboys logo is way better. It's simple. It's three colors. You can print it on anything. It's a The Raiders logo is one color. It's No, it is not. The Raiders logo? I guess it's silver, black, and white. Okay, so it's three as well. The Raider and the Crest, which is one of the only logos in the NFL that says your friggin' team name on it. The Shield? casual fan doesn't know what's going on. The Shield is like a soccer logo. Like, are they playing Barcelona next week? we got to grab a break, but before we grab a break, friend of the show, Tommy, has reached out to us. Tommy, welcome to the program. How are you? 
It's Tom and the Truth back at you. It's nice to hear you guys on the weekday and the weekend. And I will say this being here about four and a half to five years, what I've seen is Cowboys and Raiders, it's really close as far as popularity. But I also think there's a lot of Bronco fans here as well. Um, Cowboys, I picked them to win the division. If they do anything, they got to fix that defense. That's what I'm more concerned with. And they got a new defensive coordinator. We'll see how that goes. I saw the WrestleMania. I was happy with it. Did not like Bianca Belair getting squashed in Super 12 squashed. seconds. That Super was, squashed. Uh, I, I love the fact that the man came back. It's great. She's been gone because she's pregnant. But she got that match should have lasted longer. Bianca Belair didn't deserve that. Brock Lesnar came back. That was pretty cool. And I also like CM Punk coming back to wrestling after seven or eight years hiatus and going back to AEW. That was such a huge ovation. He got at AEW. It was pretty amazing. Um, and who, is there someone a Raider fan? Are you one of you guys a Raider fan? I am right now because we're talking about how much I am right now. I'm a I'm well, a closet. There was a rumor that was on earlier today, and I guess it was a confirmed rumor that sometime in this off season that the Raiders were talking to the Bears about trading back to get Khalil Mack back in the off season. That they had made a mistake and they they were you know, like showing some interest in that, which they should have never traded him in the first place because he's once in a lifetime linebacker and those trades they got haven't panned out for him. I don't know if you guys, if you tell me, have you heard anything? Because I heard that earlier in the day with from another sports show. Baby, come back! <laughs> oh, that's crazy. All, all all that they gave up, and then you're just going to want to give it. What what what's the cost to get him back? Are you going to get ripped off twice? So, and I know what you're talking – I saw that on The Athletic, which I don't know if you subscribe to or whatever, but right. they did call ahead of free agency, and they were like, hey, we want Khalil Mack back, but if you're – they got three first-round draft picks for him, right? Like, it was something ridiculous. It was it was the whole harvest of the farm. Yeah, um, Herschel Walker-esque. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's – if I'm the Bears – first of all, if I'm the Bears, yes. Like, I, I think – no offense to Khalil Mack. He's obviously a very special player and does very well on defense. No. Like, I only draft first-rounders at skilled positions. Like, that's how my mindset is. Like, give me the best, give me the guys that touch the ball. Khalil Mack can go play for anyone. Here's the thing. He beats everyone up, and he's better than everyone else. Yeah, sure. He's so good. He's kind of worth it a little bit. Speaking about the Raiders. To me, a, oh, go ahead, Tommy. Tommy. To, me, to me, he's a once-in-a-lifetime generational talent. And I, I feel like if, you, if he was the heart of that Raiders defense – and then after he left, they had no pass rush, and they were complaining. Gruden saying, I don't have a pass rush. Well, you shouldn't have traded him away. They could have done some other things and put some other pieces around Carr without giving him up. And, and I just don't feel all those number one picks they have have made up for him. It's interesting. And why do they want him back now? Well, Gruden's... Too. Why do they want him back? They're admitting they made a mistake. They're, they're admitting, you know, maybe the owner should have went to Gruden and said, I'm not doing this. I'm not letting him go. So that tells you something. Well, Gruden's a historically bad drafter. He's a great coach. Yeah. He's a great analyst, but none of his picks have ever hit. So they had those three first-rounders and got squat out of it. That's the problem. And when he did win, he won with another team. He won with a Tony dungy built team. And by the way, Khalil Mack, if I recall correctly, was like, I don't want to play my fifth year for you Raiders on my rookie contract. The thing about Gruden, you hit exactly correct. He won with Tony Dungy's team. He beat his old team, which he knew the plays already because he was the Raiders a year before. But then after that, he never took Tampa back to the playoffs. So I don't think he's a great coach. I think he's a good coach. 
to be fair, Ricky Prohl caught that touchdown in the corner of the end zone from Kurt Warner, and it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen in the history of all football, and that put Tampa Bay in the grave until they uh, got Tom Brady 45 years later. I think what they should have done with Gruden is sign him to a five-year contract to see if he can even coach anymore, because I think some things he's a little bit out of touch with, and then he, he canceled practice because his team got in a fight with another team. That happens at scrimmages all the time. All the time. You don't cancel practice because of it. That was crazy. I think he should have been five years, $50 million, instead of 10 years, $100 million, to see if he can even coach anymore. I think he's out of touch a little bit. We're going to break, Tommy. You're the best. Bye, guys. Later. Appreciate the call, Tommy. Tommy, friend of the show, calls regularly on the weekend. If you're not familiar with the program on the weekend, you're about to become. We're going to give you sports talk. We're obviously going to give you a little bit of personality with it. The Quan's Auto Care Hotline is open to you because we want to hear from you. 505-246-0610. Reach out to your boys. We will say hello if we can. Get us on the text line. 505-246-0610. We're going to grab a break. When we get back, I love it when sports meets pop culture. Or verse and visa. Strike that, reverse it. 95.9 FM, AM 6. Right into the show, Tommy brought this up. Van, I just want to give you this little tidbit here. So CM Punk did return to pro wrestling this past week. If you're not familiar, that's okay. It doesn't super matter. It's a big deal to people. It's the biggest. So he's the biggest name in the game. He'd been out of the game for like seven years. He returned to the competitor to WWE. Gotcha. Gotcha. In 72 hours, in less than 72 hours over the weekend... He became the number one selling pro wrestling shirt of all time. You're like, well, okay, Fred, they only sell like five shirts. What's the big deal? Here's the thing. They don't. It was millions. Millions. So I bought one. Everyone else bought one. And Pro Wrestling Tees, which is the website that makes them, not endorsed by us, and no affiliation, blah, blah, blah. They bought literally every ringer style t-shirt in the country. Yeah, this was a big story. I mean, it it even resonated with me, a not hardcore wrestling fan. Yes. They sold out all their shirts in like 12 minutes the second he came on the stage. Stephanie, it's like a white t-shirt with like a black, like in the 80s they used to wear, like think Stranger Things, with a little black ringer tee around the arms and the neck. Three-quarter ringers. Yeah. Do do people not know what three-quarter ringers are? I don't know if they do. Why? Well, no, not three-quarter, shorty boys. Short sleeve ringers. Yeah, like right here. No. Like all the way up here? Yeah, like on the bicep. Okay, well, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see why you described it, because that is dumb. Well I, got, well, I got one coming. Okay. I can't wait to make fun of you once I see you in it. You're going to see us at, like, Lobo Tailgate, like, next Thursday when the Lobos open their season. I'm going to wear it. I'm going to be out. Also, they said on the website, don't hold your breath. We have to make a million of them. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, cool. It's going to be a minute. I paid like so they. You're telling me this company? Yes, one hour tees. One hour tees. Pro wrestling tees is their trade name. Okay, and this is not a paid advertisement. No, 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 no. We're just talking about an issue. Yeah, it's it's a sports story of the day. It's like if we were talking about Xerox. Correct. Perfect analysis. Got you. <laughs> they bought every single short sleeve ringer tee in the country. Yes, to resell branded CM Punk, which stands for Chick Magnet. Punk. Boy, I'm not joking. They're going to be embarrassed when I tell them about DH Gate and Alibaba. <laughs> <laughs> they're paying way too high of prices for these shirts. Number one selling design of all time. So there you go, Tommy. There's your little pro wrestling fact. 
little factoid. I love it when pop culture meets sports, and I love it when sports meets pop culture because I'm the opposite of staying in your lane. I am the culturally relevant guy. I'm saying, hey, you found success through a medium such as sports. Cool, Simone Biles. Use that for other things. Ricky Williams, LeBron James, fill in all the names you want. Go crazy. So me and you spent the weekend on the social media. The Milk Crate Challenge, have you seen this? I've seen it over and over and over again. (laughs) And I have not hit my boiling point yet. Give me all you got. So is there a t- – okay, so you set up milk crates similar to like like a level in Mario. Correct. Okay. You jump off of the 8-bit squares and try to catch the flag in Mario. Yes. It's like that. It's exactly like that. But like in real life okay. with milk crates. So we don't need to describe what a milk crate is to the listener. They're familiar. If you're not sure who your real dad is, you've seen a milk crate. I was going to say it's the same as a record crate, but then I'd have to describe records. Yeah, which I own one. So <laughs> they stack them. Now, is there a universal like stacking height to it? Uh, I think you take it as, as high as you can. So it's about manhood. Okay. Yes. Now we're having a conversation. <laughs> yeah. I would say the middle crates are probably seven high. Okay. So they're eight high. Okay. Okay. And then they tear it, down correct. in a, go, a stair one, style. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Peaks at seven, peaks cool. at eight. Yeah, that's what you want. And look. then you walk it back down. In theory. In theory. Now, when you watch the videos, it cannot be done by a human being. That's my understanding. I've seen about a thousand videos. It's been done correctly three times. Okay. And these are like. These are non-cheesing, legitimate tries, like Guinness. Like, Guinness can measure this. Correct. Not the beer company. The record company. Thank you. Not the record crate company. The best to ever do it company. Thank you. You're welcome. So. None of of these guys doing this challenge are physics majors either. (laughs) They don't understand that if you lean one way or the other. The loosely laid milk crates will fall under your feet immediately, leading you to 9.8 feet per second on your way to Earth. Now, Van, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. They're interlocking, to my understanding, crates. Yeah, but barely. Barely, right? Barely. It's like a nose hair of like material that holds it together. Yeah. Okay. So as they stack them, Stephanie, what they do is they build a stairway to heaven because they'll eventually die. And then they build a stairway down in case they don't. Yeah. And you say mascots are doing it now. It took about one day. I took, uh, I've seen it for like four, maybe five days. You're very hip. We get it. You're in front of everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. You lead the pack. You're the alpha wolf. We are, you, you want to our, our, our meme game, a meme game is stepping up on at talk ABQ, uh, ABQ central's Instagram. So on Instagram and Facebook, yeah, definitely check out at talk ABQ. That's your boys. And I'm on there quite a bit these days. Cause I'm trying to, uh, increase our presence. If you will. Now we have over 1000 followers. We're relevant. We're very relevant. We're blue checkmarked. Are we blue checkmarked? We're not blue checkmarked yet. We're going to subscribe to be blue checkmarked. Yeah, we haven't yet. But we're going to do it. And this, the milk crate challenge is everywhere, and no one is successful. Like, I saw one gymnast do it, and I saw one, like, bodybuilder do it, like a, yeah. like a CrossFit guy, like a super fit guy that uh, actually has balance. 
but everyone else fails so miserably and it's finally like surpassed Instagram status and now it's influencing pop culture and NFL and college mascots are now doing the challenge and granted they're not going as high and wobbly as you know Joe Schmo right who wants to get internet famous but it's penetrated culture so like which mascots do you have the list do you know no, but I could pull it up. Okay, because I've, I've seen I've seen a bunch of them. So I want. So if we're gonna do it, by the way, there are some terrible mascots out there. We can get into that at another time. Yeah. But I only want mascots like in costume. Don't give me the Georgia Bulldog. I don't want to see a little pupper running up and down. Oh this. no! Don't let the little pupper That's fall. That's Yeah. No, you could so the little cry there, guy. I don't want to hear a dog go cry. I want to see like, I want to see Orbit trying to do it. I want to see Orbit just eat it. And I don't know if it's your regular mascot. Perform all right, fourth wall listener. If the kids are in the car, mascots are played by actors. I don't know if it's your regular mascot actor or if it's like like a stunt circus Olay rental put on the suit. I think the Beatles love can do without you for an afternoon while we shoot this thing. Actor. Yeah, that's the that's the exact scenario. That's what it should be. Yeah. It's a ballerina. That, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I would love it's that. It's an ex-cheerleader. If you call the New Mexico Ballet right now and you're like, hey, Robbie, can you come and be the mascot? He said, like, he would say yes. Also, if you get to the top of the Milk Crate Challenge and you give me a little pirouette, mm-hmm. okay, I'll turn the internet off and I will stop because it is done. I mean, that's that's the next step, right? You got to put a little flair, a little panache yes, if into Rick, your Milk Crate Challenge. If Ric Flair did the Milk Crate Challenge, I would absolutely... By the way, Blue, the Indianapolis Colts mascot. Okay, that's a horse. Who is probably, I mean, he's probably a gymnast underneath that suit, right? I believe it's a real-life horse, he's still in the suit. And the middle crate was seven crates high, so that's kind of impressive. And completed it successfully. Yes, in suit, in costume. Now, if you bad, and I mean bad in a good way, you do it live streaming, and you give me the first take. Because that's the way I know you bad. Yeah. Yeah, because if you put out like a fully produced and in the bottom you have like a Quan's Auto Care logo, and I'm like, this is not what we're subscribed to here, Indianapolis Colts. And to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. This is done in the Colts practice stadium where it's the most perfect flat ground. Yeah, by a laser. And thinnest, Mm -hmm. like nicest turf on earth. Where most of these milk crate challenges are happening. Back are, alleys. Or in like a public park. <laughs> yes. With hundreds of attendees yelling and throwing stuff at the crates and jumping through the crates and kicking crates. Hear me out, Albuquerque. Here's the next challenge. Milk crates, cool. Set them up in a milk crate style floors lava obstacle course. We'll start a league. We'll start a league. Th- that's, that's literally where I was going. Are you making a note? A yes, I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> start a milk crate league. I don't hate it. We weren't able to be on the air yesterday as uh, traditionally we're weekend guys. And it was a, hey, we're working on our day off. It's our day off. We're working on our day off. If we don't pull a Friday. We'll be here today. We'll be here tomorrow. We'll be here Thursday. Make sure you tune in for your boys. Yesterday was Kobe Bryant's 43rd birthday. Let's go back and talk about that a little bit after the break. We're going to grab one when we get back. Kobe Bryant talk. 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Fred Slow here, Van Nunley here. Having a lot of fun with it this afternoon. Talking sports, keeping it light. 
because this is the playground of life, fam. Sometimes sports is powerful enough, though, to make you a little sad. And that happened for me yesterday. We were not on the air, but we're going to take this opportunity now um, to... I'm going to use the word celebrate. I don't know what other word to use. Uh, The birthday of Kobe Bryant. R.I.P. Mamba. Uh, January 2020, Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and seven other individuals walked their life in a helicopter accident. And that was one for me, man. I know a lot of people obviously have a similar story. But I'm 36 years old, okay? Kobe Bryant, to me, was like the guy that I saw get drafted. He was the guy I saw play. He was the guy I saw retire. He was like the first one. Also in that conversation to me is like Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett. Allen Iverson's my guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Same generation, same vein. I'm with you. So to see him pass, he was the first one kind of of that vein for me to at least publicly – to see like him come into the light and then like to, to see the sudden end. Um, but gosh, just shook me to my core. I, I remember exactly where I was. I, do you remember where you were? I sure do. Where were you? The gym. Okay. Yeah. That was a one-off for you. Yeah. Ouch. Okay. How dare you? Is it White Sands? I was down at White Sands. I was like, when's the best time to visit the hottest place in New Mexico? January. Ah, smart. So... Uh, yesterday is 43rd birthday. Uh, obviously, if you were a sports fan, well, you're listening to the program, and thank you. But uh, you heard all the, you heard all the, the claim. You heard everyone celebrating him. Um, but today, I saw one. Today, I saw one that was real neat. And uh, I'm not a big ESPN guy. I don't subscribe to like Sports Center. Like I don't care about that stuff. But um, this came across like my newsfeed thing, and it was uh, like a, a, a memorabilia for Kobe Bryant. Are you familiar with NFTs? Yes, I am. All right, so non-fungible tokens. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Do you, can you explain that? Do you know what, for the listener, do you have like a layman of what that is? Uh, it's like a original file that no one else has that you're able to own. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, can I be duplicated authentically? Correct. Yeah, and it's like a standalone, one-of-the-kind kind of thing um cryptograph is like a a term you would use um so anyways they have they in this conversation is a photographer davis factor um and they have these eight never before seen photographs of bryant in nft form okay so anyways uh it's popular unique digital property cool with that said, they're going on auction this week uh, to celebrate uh, Mamba and Mambasita Sports Foundation, uh, which is just about the coolest thing. So they're, they're photos from all the way back in 1999, uh, so that would have been three years into his career, and uh, just real neat, real special. Here's the thing. You and I aren't going to be able to afford them. Like, Well, we could start a GoFundMe. Well, okay, we're not going to. A Kickstarter. I would like to uh, get a lot of money for charity. That's what it's going to happen. Yeah. So whoever buys these, that's your move. Like you, you donate them to whatever. Whatever. And I guess they're going up individually. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, like a season ticket holder or someone who whatever buys the whole set or whatever. Six, um, six figures a pop minimum is my guess. Yeah. 
they'll probably auction will probably start at six figures. And you'll end with like a like a non for profit company being able to. Art will start at like eight hundred twenty four yeah. thousand dollars, something, something like that. Super love that. Anyways, it's going now. It's not an official partnership with the Bryant Trust, but I don't know, just kind of a cool way to celebrate. Just kind of a cool way. And a lot of times, like these auction sites and stuff, they're like, hey, we need 10% or we need 20% or whatever. Um, like for royalties, the the no, not on this. So this is going to go 100% in the sales and the effort. So whenever whenever that does become available for, for public consumption, um, or which it is currently now, so it's on Cryptograph's website. So for the next 72 hours, if that's the thing you're interested in checking out, uh, that is an option. I personally don't think I'm going to have the pocketbook for it, but... I would like to watch the auction. Yeah, that'd be fun. The fi- like the final hour of that will be very good. It'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you you mentioned like seeing Kobe get drafted, yeah. becoming an all-star, becoming an MVP, like his ascent his ascension to the mountaintop. Correct. I feel the same way. Cuz you know, I saw him from a young kid, the the high school guy, the guy who played overseas. You knew he's going to be a star. Fortuitously ended up with the Lakers. And his passing for being a stranger, for someone who was not friend or family or someone that I cared for very deeply, it was the first time I was really in touch with my mortality because he seemed like a larger-in-life figure. Correct. Like, Kobe Bryant will outlive me. Kobe Bryant might not have the ability to die, yet he dies in this tragic accident. It really makes you put things into perspective. I had a similar one with Robin Williams. Mm, that one hit. Yeah, and I think a lot of people maybe share that sentiment. But, yeah, that one got me too. Because then, like, at the time, cause, like, I grew up in the Midwest, and I was always the funniest guy, and I was always the most outlandish guy, and I was all these things. Um, but that was the one that maybe for the first time, at least in my adult life, where it brought, like, mental health to the forefront. Sure. Yeah, and, uh, you know, growing up, like, like white Anglo-Saxon Protestant in the middle of the country – like, like the only pain I was allowed to feel was physical pain. Like I wasn't allowed to question like, well, anything about my mentality. And that to me was the first one. So I would, if I'm ranking them, I'm going to put that one, which is morbid and gross and I wouldn't, but the impact that it had on me was, um, well, just, just a brutal, just super brutal. Uh, Vanessa Bryant on Instagram shared yesterday and bear with me cause I don't speak Italian. I don't know love languages okay tmo por siempre not even sure how close that is with a picture of her and kobe bryant which loosely translate to i love you forever so that was a cool thing i love you for life i believe is a translation okay yeah so anyway it's kind of a special thing just wanted to take a moment because it was a big deal to me who we who we he's on my rushmore I think I think you can argue a basketball. Yeah, I think you can argue all day. Who's the fourth greatest player in NBA history? It's Michael Jordan. Okay, here we go. In any order you want, because this is a tired argument. MJ, LeBron, Kobe. I don't think there's any argument. Those are the best three basketball players of all time. Okay. And you can put argue on the fourth and fifth, maybe. I'm I'm in a lot. I'm not in all the way. Kobe Bryant, to me, similar to Michael and LeBron, if you're going to have that conversation, 
As far as like athletes that like transcend the sport, yes, I'll have that conversation. Playing on the court, I don't know if I can have it. He's a compiler, man. He's just a prolific shooter. What are we doing here? Yeah, I see. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Absolutely. When we get back from the break, um, I don't know, livening up a little bit. Livening up a little bit. That's how I feel. Yeah, when we get back from the break, uh, quarterback talk because we like the NFL as much as you do. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Hut, 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 hut. Hi. That's all I really know about quarterbacking. DDT! DDT! 95.9! Hut, hut! 95.9! Wait, I'm doing it like hot dog salesman at a ballpark. <laughs> lemonade, lemonade! Ice cream! What? Cold beer! Hey! Cold beer! Who's drinking with the king? <laughs> All right. The greatest quarterbacks in the NFL are the following order. Patrick Mahomes, number one. Aaron Rodgers, number two. Tom Brady. That's a real thing that a radio show will do. For an hour. For an hour. Yeah. I don't know, guys. You're going to take Tom Brady, number three, or Josh Allen, number four. Tell you what, anyone's going to take them. Any team would love to have either of those guys. For sure. Don't want to have the conversation about how, well, if Sean Watson can get through his legal troubles, I really think he could be a contributor because that is a waste of time. I think there's 10 dudes that any team would take, and after that, just shake a blanket and see what falls out. In, in the NFL, you want a top 15 guy. If you have a top 15 guy, you have a chance to win. If you don't, you have zero chance to win. It's happened, what, how many times throughout the history of football? Like twice? Yeah, and one was Trent Dilfer. Yeah, Trent Dilfer. I literally can't come up with whoever else it could be. He beat the other guy, Rich Gannon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's If you're going to have a conversation, I will have that one with you. Joe you, Flacco? He's not a top ten guy. Got paid like he was. Mm. Super got paid. Who's the worst quarterback to win a Super Bowl? Got to be Trent Delfer. Who else could it be? He was terrible. Terrible. The backup quarterback the, on that team was Tony Banks. I can't think of one. I can't think of one. I think it's Trent Delfer. That's a conversation I'll have. All right. Who's the crappiest quarterback ever? Hey, but if, if you do want to have that conversation at some point, over the course of today, tomorrow, the next day, where you're like, hey, who are you going to war with? Kirk Cousins or Matt Stafford or Matt Ryan or Derek Carr? Yes, I will have that talk. Because like, the ones that make it through of that list, those are real fortunate teams. Because those guys are terrible. You're talking 10 through 15 right there. That's literally where you, I'm at. You just named the five most average quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. He Baker was, Mayfield. Was excellent. I'll tell you right now, the best quarterback in the NFL is Trevor Lawrence in four years. This year, he's not. I don't know. He could be this year. Well, he absolutely will be. Did you see those two throws he made in that one preseason game? Oh, my. Get hyped on preseason football, and I will delete you from my friends list. I will delete your phone number from my phone. If I see you in the street, I'll act as if I do not know you. I like to look at the guys, the, the up-and-comers. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't care about that. You just don't have a decent hobby. Mm -mm. You're just not crazy about your loved ones. Like, I know right <laughs> That's a good one. I know right now you're watching Super Soft Knox. 
but when it used to be Hard Knocks? Soft Taps. It was really good because it featured about how Danny Amendola got cut, and when Danny Amendola got cut, he ended up being very good. That's one story in the last 20 years of preseason football. The one. Literally the one. Victor Cruz out of nowhere is a pretty good one. That's the number. Yeah, but he made it. Yeah. Danny got cut. Quarterback talk when we get back from the break. I like to do the little bit of a tease. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, oh, God, okay, I'll just wait in the car until until I have to go inside. Well, no, now you got to wait for another 15 minutes. This is this is the conversation. This is the quarterback conversation I actually enjoy. This is the good one. Who actually can help your team win? Yeah. The answer is Jalen Hurts. More on that when we get back. 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Do people still say the office? I feel like the traditional office setting non-existent it's going away it's basically gone you know how chris german chris berman would describe it well it's gone that's all he's just like if he was calling a home run i am fred slow alongside me my very best friend in sports talk radio van nunley van how are you doing very well good welcome to the five o'clock listener one hour down oh god we gotta keep going we got two more of these buddy Stephanie Griffin on the ones and twos. You call her, she'll transfer you to us, the Quans Auto Care Hotline, 505-246-0610. Text your boys. It's the same number, but in case you weren't listening, 505-246-0610. The NMDOT text line. And by the way. By the way. On the NMDOT text line. All right. Had a very good answer for our question last segment. All right, I'm ready. Worst Super Bowl winning quarterback. Got to vote for Brad Johnson. In the mix. Okay, so today's varsity. All right, so if you're new to the program, we do the varsity segment, the last segment of every show. And it is us identifying potentials for a, for a deemed topic. Sure. Okay? Today's deemed topic. Some might call it the Rushmore. Yeah. Some but, might call it the top five. Right. It's similar in spirit. Correct. Today's varsity, this would be players on the varsity team. We're not talking JV guys here. This is the varsity. Sure. Today's varsity, garbage NFL quarterbacks throughout history. We're doing all throughout history, not just Super Bowl winning. For the I-9 varsity, we're doing the worst of all time. Yes. Okay, I'm in. I love this. Today's varsity is garbage NFL quarterbacks. I thought we we're going to do garbage NCAA mascots after that last talk, but that's fine, too. We can get, well, I'll just run that sports story anyways. I saw there was a poll on it. Did you see that? Like, somebody just did a poll. Yeah, that's how we segued into it. Oh, okay. We'll have to come back to that. I think the crate challenge would be easier if you had polls. Quality Logo Products recently surveyed 1,266 participants and asked them to sort through the 128 mascots. And they picked the creepiest. <laughs> we'll hit on that in a little bit. NFL quarterback talk. Uh, it's fun. It's fun to have, so I'm going to have it with you. Let's put a spotlight on it. Ready? Okay. We're going to spotlight the Saints, the Bears, the Pats, the Niners. Okay. Do you have a preference on order here? You choose. The Saints. And it's not even close because their quarterback should be the greatest quarterback in the NFL currently, Taysom Hill. 
Taysom Hill to me is, by the way, he's super old. Don't let that fool you. He's like 30. <laughs> That's super old for NFL. Well, how, okay. Not for quarterbacks anymore. Don't you feel like he just got to the NFL like five minutes ago? It feels like he's like in his fourth year. He maybe is in his fourth year. Oh, here's yeah. the thing. Went to BYU. Oh, that's right. That's right. He wanted a mission. Yeah. Is it called? A, it's a mission, right? I believe it's called a mission. I was about to say Rumspringer, but that's something completely different. That's the Amish? That's the Amish where you get to party. Yeah. And then decide if you want to return to omnishnimity. <laughs> Complete and total anonymity. So Taysom Hill is about to lose his job to a recently lasik Jameis Winston. Correct. Forever. Okay, all of these battles are unique. Because we're going to talk about like the three closest quarterback battles right here. All right, man. Who deserves the job? Who makes your team better to win? The answer is me. And I think they're all unique. For example, you brought up the Saints first. While I think Taysom Hill is a fine NFL quarterback and he brings a lot to a team, Jameis Winston, now that he can see, now that he had LASIK and he might start throwing the ball slightly more to his players than the other team's players, I think Jameis Winston gives you the best chance to win. Not that you don't still use Taysom Hill in his fun hybrid gadget role. You still throw in there a couple quarterback snaps, running back, wide receiver, tight end, special teams, weird stuff at the goal line. Jameis Winston gives you the best chance to win. No. No a thousand times over. Are you Okay, you're going to say because now he's in New Orleans and New Orleans has way more crab legs oh, dang it. than Tallahassee. You're talking about in college when FSU quarterback Jameis Winston famously stole crab legs from a Fred Meyer or whatever. <laughs> what do they got there? Publix? Whatever they, he stole crab legs by stuffing them down his, his pantaloons. Yeah, Bizarro Albertsons or whatever they have in Florida. Why did he do that? Because he was hungry. And right? I mean, By the way, I've been broke. I get it. <laughs> But, like, when you're, like, there are options that aren't crap like. I don't mind stealing bread. <laughs> From the mouths of decadence? Yeah. Or I'm hungry. <sighs> that angers me in a way. I mean, two years ago, Jameis Winston had the most touchdowns in the NFL. Is that true? He also balanced it out with the most interceptions in the NFL. Yeah, 2019. Taysom Hill. Famous Jameis. Is so much better than Jameis Winston. Number one, he got paid better. So that's a thing. Act like that doesn't matter. I'm going to tell you it does. For his playing time? You're He's, not forced to play someone because they make more. But I watched I watched Jameis Winston go 9 for 10 on the preseason, and that's like a really big deal. It's not. The preseason is not a big deal. Taysom Hill is run-pass option. I said that in the order that he is. Sure. You know who still runs the triple? Like Navy, that's it. Air Force. Yeah. Taysom Hill is just a... He, Taysom Hill is just a right-handed Tim Tebow. Taysom... Well, hold on. 
And only one of them play in the NFL right now. If the Saints bring in Tim Tebow right now, this conversation's over. He's the quarterback. He, well, Tim Tebow is an actual Saint. He doesn't need to be on the team. Joining us on the Quan's Auto Care Hotline, friend of the show, welcome to the program, Eric. Eric, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Good, friend. Good, good, good. You Hit us al- with it. You also hate Jameis Winston. No, I, I just want to com- uh, comment on what you said. Um, Winston didn't stuff any crab legs in his pants. I mean, he was just walking out with the food because they, they do the kind of wink-nudge thing. The only reason he, he got in trouble was because there was an off-duty cop that saw him walk out with him without pain. That wink-nudge um, wink thing is dead just, now, right? You with- couldn't just uh, – Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, with all, like, college players can be endorsed now, like, that wink-nudge thing's all out the window. No need it's it, all it. above board now. Yeah, you get, you get, right. your, yeah, get right. your crab legs legit. At the time, this was years ago, and at the time, uh, FSU got, got in trouble. I remember um, the guy that's at Texas A&M, the coach, what's the, what's the coach there? Um, uh, Bobby Bowden. Bobby Bowden. No, not, not Bowden. It was, oh, it was um, after Bowden. Jimbo Fisher. Oh, Jimbo. Oh, yeah. That's but, right. Um, but listen, uh, yeah, that's that's what happened. Was they, they, they were used to him coming in and, and eating because, um, you know, just taking stuff. Out of the they do it for all the athletes. And I don't know if you guys remember, there was a guy. I'm from Alabama. There was a guy who um, who told on at Auburn, and they asked Charles Barkley. He said, "Well, did you get paid?" And he said, "No, but if he, if, if, if he did get paid, he should have kept his mouth shut." That's yeah. what James was guilty of: keeping his mouth shut, and not saying, "Hey, I had carte blanche to do this anytime I wanted to." Y'all, uh, y'all crazy, they, man. They if they try to give me $1,000, I say, no, man, I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you no, know, you're absolutely right, because it is theft with parentheses. Like, I'll buy that. I'll buy into that. Because he didn't face like those. And, Eric, thank you for the call, friend. The The thing about, like, as far as, like, getting, uh, like, in trouble for that kind of stuff or whatever, it's laughable at the time, but it's going to follow you. Right. Like, it's still a talking point here today on the program. And it's because, like, you only get caught when you're, like, bringing attention. So, like, if you do have a, like, a wink and a nudge, as, as caller Eric described, you're making a scene. You're producing a thing. Like, there's a, and I don't know what this off-duty cop did, or I don't know whatever it could possibly be. And it could be something as simple as, like, Jameis Winston matched with his girlfriend on Tinder. Sure. Like, that's easy enough. I got two big takeaways from this. Yeah. Number one, don't trust anybody who unironically goes by Jimbo. <laughs> oh, nothing nothing but bad news will follow. All right? I've known two different Jimbos, both bad news. And number two, if Jameis Winston was the quarterback at Florida State now, he'd be making six figures, and he could buy the grocery store. That's very fair. Yes, I will also continue to say, when you're a kid in college and there's an employee at the grocery that is regularly giving you whatever they are giving you, there's like a presumed like authority there. Sure. Where it's like, you don't know you're an ignorant college kid. Yeah. Like, like you probably got an idea, but can you claim ignorance? Yes, you can. Yeah. Like, there's pres- like, hey, uh, you got a buddy who runs the water park in town and he sneaks you in after hours to go down the slide? That's perfectly fine. He lets you. If you give someone a steak, they're going to take a crab leg. Am I right? It, okay. I mean, <laughs> we're talking about champagne problems now. <laughs> I like Jameis Winston as a quarterback if I don't have Taysom Hill. You're a big Taysom Hill a mark. Big Taysom Hill mark. I get it. 
I, I get the appeal. It's fun. He does a bunch of different stuff. He makes every game exciting. But the guy that's going to help you win is Jameis Winston throwing for 350 yards, not Taysom Hill throwing for a buck 25. But he also has 100 yards rushing. I'm a big fan of holding the ball. That team is built for passers, though. Yeah. Because Drew B's forever. Yes. He just slinged it. Yes. Jameis Winston's arm is twice as strong as Drew Brees's. Yeah. That, hey, if and half is accurate, they're going to be great. We're talking about a team, by the way, that is the Alvin Kamara team. This is not a quarterback team. He's going to get 30 touches a game. Yeah. 20, 22 rushes, mm-hmm. 8 or 10 yep. receptions. He's going to keep feeding the ball until his legs fall he off. He should. Hey, yeah. fantasy player out there. And Mark Ingram's gone. He's gone. Yeah. I'm into I'm into the quarterback situation in New Orleans. That's a good problem to have. Yes. But pick up Tim Tebow out of free agency, and you handled everything. I can't see the second the Jaguars dropped Tim Tebow. Why? Two-thirds of the league didn't pick him up. Especially your struggling and middling teams that need, like, a big locker room presence. I would want Tim Tebow on my team. We've had this talk at nauseum on the Saturday morning program where if you are a NFL team, you sign Tim Tebow to run all of your two-point conversions after every score, and you get eight points every time instead of two, instead of seven because he can get you two yards. Yes, and you sell his jersey with the number two on it, and he only plays two-point conversions. Love that. And you sell 10 million jerseys, and he's got the best-selling jersey in the league, and you you make millions of dollars, and everybody's happy. And you brand it T-squared because it's Tim Tebow, and you get a T and a little number two up there, and then some part of that, because you allow him obviously to buy into the team, and he becomes part owner, and then you get a brand-new stadium that he builds a chapel attached to. Yes. And then every Sunday you have pro football on those. Sundays and every Sunday that you don't have pro football, you hold mass for the same amount of people who would come to your pro football. Well, better than that, when you have an afternoon game, you have a morning service. You love if we that. have a morning game, you have an afternoon service. Thank you. Yeah. So you're telling me 52 weeks out of the year, I'm packing a stadium? Correct. Full of T-tours? Listen up, New Mexico United. Yeah, figure it out. Sign Tim Tebow. Right now. Pay for your stadium. T2 is the best Terminator movie. There's a branding here. Yes, it's very good. Also, cut all of that from the airwaves and delete it from your memory. This is our million do- billion dollar idea. Yeah, okay. La, 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 la. Stephanie, delete, d- break all the computers, Stephanie. <laughs> no more broadcasting. I don't even know how broadcasting works anymore. We're living in the future. Is it the internet? Is it airwaves? Is it, I don't know. I think we're talking to an iPad. I I mean, I see like two or three wires, but I don't know where they go. Bears talk when we get back. They have quarterbacks up there, we promise. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program. Not from the texter van, and not from the NMDOT hotline. Okay. But from the social media. This is awesome. Really? Tuesday? Loving it, boys. That's friend of the show, Craig. Forgetting the show, I'll Craig. Shout out, Craig. Yeah, enjoying the program. Appreciate you, buddy. his listening device. All right, so we're through the Saints, so we both agree that Taysom Hill is the option. That's not what I said you, whatsoever. No, I feel like I recall it differently. The Bears don't have a quarterback because they have two. They have zero quarterbacks because they have two. I think they have three. They, they, is there a third one in the mix, or is that just a thing? 
Let me let me check out the depth chart. When I, when the conversation is Red Rocket versus Justin Fields, right? Justin Fields is not in the conversation. Do they, if the Bears have Foles as well. Is Foles still on the Bears roster? I don't have the answer to that. I would assume that Foles is getting paid from four different teams currently from the way his life works. I recalled it correctly. Nick Foles is still okay on the Bears. Not- they, got, they got three quarterbacks who can start in the league. They don't have MT10 anymore. He gone. Correct. Okay. He in Buffalo. He should never play, by the way. Well, hopefully he doesn't have to. And he could get the, them backup checks. Backup Josh Allen, who is my dude. More on Josh Allen in our NFL preview tomorrow. Chicago made Mitchell Trubisky back out of Chicago. And Chicago was lovely. The city? Yeah. For pro wrestling, yes, only. Here, Bears fan, let me tell you something. You finally have hope. And, and Andy Dalton? Justin Fields. Is, oh, God, why are you doing this? So besides Trevor Lawrence, we talked about this ad nauseum on the Saturday show. Ugh. Besides Trevor Lawrence, I think Justin Fields is easily the most talented quarterback. No, of the draft class? Correct. Oh, my God. Over Wilson. Over Jones. No. Correct. Wilson and Jones are both starters. Probably will be. Yeah. But Fiel- I think Justin Fields, except for Sunshine, we all know Sunshine is going to be a great NFL talent. Trevor Lawrence, the greatest quarterback in the history of football, has never thrown a ball. In four years? Yes. Of those remaining quarterbacks, Justin Fields easily has the highest ceiling. I would have to Google it to pull up a list of every backup quarterback in the NFL, but I assure you that Justin Fields is at the very bottom of it. You, he's going to be—he's not even at the bottom of starters. There'd be ten teams in the league that wish they had Justin Fields right now. But I'm going oppo with who should be the starting quarterback. It's Andy Dalton. It's not even close. Yes, the Red Rocket should start the season. Justin Fields should be the understudy and take over. If they're 4-4 four and four after week 8 and Justin Fields has been the understudy for that long, then Justin Fields should take over. If the Bears are winning with Andy Dalton somehow, yeah. leave in the Red Rocket. You found some kind of magic. Start Justin Fields next year. Let me give you... Hold on. That was an ellipsis, not oh. a period. And I'll tell you why Justin Fields should not be thrown into the fire. Okay. The Bears' offensive line is so bad. It leaks like a sieve. There are many holes in their bucket. And he's athletic, and he's going to be running around, and he's going to get hurt in one of the first few weeks. Give your backup, who just so happens to be a starter, Andy Dalton, let him take the lick. Let him get hurt. That's yes, your plan. That's exactly what I'm saying. Because you have another backup who could be a starter in Nick Foles, and you don't put your prize. <laughs> you just put out a litany of quarterbacks to take punches from every defense that runs over your offensive line, and then eventually one day you get a couple free agents or you sign a couple rookies who can block people, and then you play Justin Fields. I'm going to give you an analogy. Please do. Winning an NFL game for the Chicago Bears is like crossing a river, okay? Okay. Got it. You have a brand new bridge across that river. Not quite constructed yet. 
doesn't quite make it to the other side. Yes. You could take that bridge. Doesn't quite make it. You have like a very serviceable bridge in the middle. I'm just going to call it the Dalton Bridge. Or you can call it the Dalton Foles Bridge. Well, hold on. Cause the the Fo- Dalton Foles Expressway. The, the Foles is like, like, a, like a very slow, like, like, a, like what's like a boat trolley. Nick the, Foles has a ring. He's going to be on the list. Put that on the list. He's like number three on the list. Nick's the third worst quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Nick Foles won the Super Bowl in one play that you only run in your backyard. Correct. Yeah. Ooh, the same one that Brady dropped. That just makes it that much sweeter. Yeah. I mean, well, to be fair. To be fair. Tom Brady's never done a single thing wrong in the history of his entire existence. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. You don't take the brand new under construction bridge and you don't take the ferry that is Nick Foles. You take You call a Nick Foles a ferry? Yes. He can't get like it's gonna oh, take forever. In a to, boat that he, crosses the river. Well, first of all, I don't dismay the, Oh wait, you mean both. I don't no. <laughs> I don't use the Fay in vain. I'm afraid. Okay. I have a strong recognition of the Lord of the Rings, and I know better. Look, Fred, I know. I've seen your dating history. Okay. You did very good this time, but you have a rich history of solid sixes. That's very, you have, very truthful. You got a, a litany of Daltons and Foles in your history. Now, Stephanie, these are Albuquerque sevens. You, I don't know why Van is saying this. Oh, oh yeah, LA six. I'm LA sorry. Six. I'm sorry, yeah. LA sixes. This, these are coast Oh, my sixes. goodness. Albuquerque eight on a weekend. Okay, you got it. Six-pack nines? Thank you. Anyways. You got Justin Fields in your life now. Okay. Justin Fields is a 10. No. <laughs> no, he is not. Justin Fields is an LA 9 and an Albuquerque 10, and he's going to be so good. But you just can't rush into this thing. You got to take your time with it, Fred. You got to build a solid foundation for this relationship. And that's exactly what the Bears need to do with Justin Fields if they want to be successful and they want him to be in one piece when they can actually play good football. Andy Dalton was serviceable when Dak Prescott got hurt. True or false? Oof. I mean, solid six. Solid six. Solid six. He's 33. He knows how to play. He's been in winning environments. If you put in rookie quarterback with garbage offensive line, and I don't want to be the guy that's like, hey, Matt Nagy, you're an idiot because I'm not a name caller. But, hey, Matt Nagy, maybe you could learn a little bit. (laughs) If you're a Bears fan and Justin Fields goes out there for snap one, play one, whatever one, you're going to have the number one draft pick next year. Correct. Yeah. Because you're going to lose a lot of games because your quarterback is going to get hurt. Super soon because he's running for his life and he doesn't know how to play at NFL speed yet. No. And honestly, I am rooting for Andy Dalton. Always. Like a, as a ginger myself. You are very a redhead. I want a ginger to get a ring. This is true, Fred. A redheaded quarterback has never won a Super Bowl. Is that true? It is true. <laughs> that can't be true. It's true. A ginger has never won a Super Bowl. I think, genetically speaking, in like 100 years, there won't even be an opportunity for redheads to win a Super we Bowl. We better hurry up and do it with Andy Dalton. He's one of the last ones. He's the one. The chosen ginge. I don't even know what like another 
Like, I'm in my head, I'm, like, brainstorming. And, like, I play it off, like, hoo-hoo, I'm talk radio guy. I don't know anything about sports. In, in the, I know quarterbacks historically. In the league, there's two. There's Dalton and Wentz. Carson Wentz. Okay, I yeah. would, all right, I'm in on that. As far as I know, there might be a third stringer somewhere who's, like, really just a a kick holder. <laughs> but, yeah, there's two gingers in the NFL, and there's no ginger ever that's won a Super Bowl. Today I learned. T-I-L, baby. Now, to be fair, that's the hard-hitting sports knowledge that you're going to get here. <laughs> Can you Ra- racially based melanin-induced sports it's knowledge? It's genetics. It's not race. I don't know why we went there with it. Well, they're racing to the finish line to win a ring, and they're losing. The losers that are New England Patriots have to pick a quarterback too. I'm going to tell you who they should after the break. Ninety-five point nine FM, AM six ten, the Sports Animal. Is this an okay go, Stephanie? Is that what this is? Excellent choice. Yep, exactly. I know they have music because I know they're a band, but I only know them for their YouTube videos. Like, I don't think I've ever been, like, on the radio and been like, oh, I can't wait to listen to that okay go banger. I've never listened to two or maybe even three okay go songs in a row. No. Just a video. The videos are all fire. Every single one of their videos are the best video of all time. The video with the treadmills? Yes, the vid- that's the only one I remember. Okay, so you're missing oh out. Oh, my God. Go yeah. down a, a YouTube wormhole. You're super missing out. They also have filmed one in outer space, which was incredible. It was like, it wasn't outer space. It was like, it was like Bezos outer space, like the really low, like inner space. Okay. But they floated in an airplane, which was brilliant. And then they have a Rube, Rube Goldberg. Is that correct, man? You nailed it. A Rube Goldberg style I've one. I've never been more proud of you than yeah. right now. Where it's a series of like over-exaggerated and calculated and precise events featuring like marbles and, and yeah. pendulum. Like all of the like man's simple tools. Correct. To, to do like an easy task. I don't know if you're familiar with the children's game Mousetrap. Similar to the it's children's like a game Mousetrap. giant Trap. game of Mousetrap. Watch OK Go videos, and again, OK Go, not a supporter or commercial endorser. Correct. ABQ Central or 95.9. Friend of the show, Howard, joins us. Howard, welcome. How are you? Okay, guys, time to sit down. The Professor Howard is here, and it's time to go to school. Okay. Hit me with it. Got my notes ready. Here we go. Ginger quarterbacks. Who could forget the guy who... It was the best football I've ever seen, the prettiest football I've ever seen in my life, Brandon Whedon. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Uh, hold on. I, there's there's, ton, there's tons of ginger quarterbacks. How can you forget Sonny Jurgens? Okay, on, I said man. a ginger quarterback has never won a Super Bowl. Is Peyton Manning a redhead? I'm still, no. I'm still on my soapbox. I'm oh, okay, here we go. Howard. Stand up taller. Hey, Howard, who our. Can forget Shane Graham. Oh, no, Me? he's a kicker. Never mind. No, I can't. Carson <laughs> Palmer. Carson Palmer had to have won something, didn't he? At USC, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then the old red rifle. And then... Are you talking and, about the Lone uh, Ranger? This is a I'm bit, really Fred. This is now. a bit, Fred. I'm at John Beck, quarterback for the Houston. Oh, never mind. He didn't win anything either. No, they don't and win. And then the, ori- the original ginger, Jason Garrett, right? So... Is Peyton Manning well, a redhead? This is a legit question. No, he is not. Okay. And Brad Brad Johnson is not a redhead either. 
Jason Garrett I'm, is I'm, Jason Garrett is a ginger, and Jason Garrett does have rings, but Jason Garrett did not play a snap. Like garbage. Well, you that know what? There's a technicality, gentlemen. Jason Garrett does have rings. Yeah, he's got a three of them. Yeah, I'm just I'm right not. Right now he's I'm got not. a ring a ring around his collar because he's sweating his offense in New York in New York right now. So. Is blonde you know, close enough? That's a real question. No, Is, just, no, just ginger. We're going strictly ginger. I, Terry Bradshaw. Uh, we got to break the guys. streak. So, so, well, I, I I turned on the radio a little while ago and I said, "What the hell? Is it Saturday?" <laughs> yeah. What the heck's going on here, guys? We'll be with you today. Howard will be here tomorrow. Howard will be here Thursday. Howard. Friday though is about JJ. Friday's for the Buck. The buck you stops here. Rub, you, you did not rub out Vital or anything, did you? He's still around, right? Well, no. He So every year, I don't know if you know this, they give Vital a week off before the NFL season so he can just mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually prepare for the Green Bay Packers. That is correct. Because they ride him like the government mule. They're uh, you know, doing games all weekend long and then doing the show. Well, those Poor who, guy's ridden like a government mule. That's why he needs the time off. Those, guy, those who can do. So, yeah, he is well, a... Yeah, his hobby is working. I'm going to tell you something, guys. It was an extreme pleasure to turn on the radio once I got in and checking my last job site of the day and to hear you guys oh, on the afternoon show. That's kind. Thanks so much for taking my call. Have a great day, guys. Big Sean White fan, Howard. Appreciate you, Howard. Thanks for joining us. I, you know, I thought he was serious at first. No. Like, none of these guys <laughs> got close to sniffing a ring. And I was like, oh, this is a bit. He knows I'm a ginger, and he's slowly, just slowly rubbing it in my face. You have as many Super Bowl rings as every other redheaded quarterback in the history. Yeah, I'm tied for first place. Your New England Patriots have two quarterbacks, or they have zero quarterbacks. Which one is it? Another team with two starting quarterbacks. I think they do the same thing. You got, but you got to decide, and you got to let your first team know which guy you're going with. Because I don't think Cam Newton is washed up. I think he could still play. He's two years removed from the shoulder surgery. He actually has a good team around him this year. The Patriots made some really good leaps in free agency in the draft, and they got Bill Belichick and crew, and they're going to be good no matter what. So if you're going to go with Cam, you have to stick with Cam. But here in the next week, if you think Mac Jones is the answer, it's the same answer. You have to stick with him. You don't go back and forth. You don't do the old school, high school thing where one guy runs out with a set of plays. That's what it feels like. comes out, right? They're being too wishy-washy. you got to know your guy and stick with your guy. Maybe Bill Belichick isn't the quarterback, offensive-minded, guru, brilliant mind that we always like. Well, that we allowed ourselves to create like a narrative of. Sure. Because he always had Tom Brady. Yeah, he got softballed the goat, and he's very good at cheating. Those two things right there make you a very successful coach. He's obviously not very good at cheating. As an Astros fan, oh, here we trust go. me, I know. <laughs> he's not a very good coach because he got caught, or a cheater because he got caught. Everyone who cheats well doesn't get caught. Well, think about all the times he didn't get caught. Those way outweigh the times he did get caught, so he's a very good cheater. So you're saying for every ship, he cheated? Correct. Okay. Yeah, all of them. So he only got caught for the one, is what you're saying? Yeah. Roger Or Clement, the two, or three. I mean, depending on what you consider cheating. The difference between 
Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens is one of them got caught. Yes. The other one did not. Yes. Because the other one did not, I cannot tell you that Roger Clemens is a cheater. I can. But you can't. I can look at pictures of his <laughs> face. <laughs> a lot of circumstantial there, guy. Mac Jones is your starting quarterback. It's not even close. He's your starting quarterback by such a far lead that he could fail fabulously the entire time at it, and you don't even consider putting Cam Newton in. This team's not going to win with Cam Newton. That's a fact. You need an example? Look at last year. Well, last year he didn't have the same group of players around him. He didn't have anything to throw to. Or any antibodies got, to COVID-19. hey He got two new tight ends. He got two new wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Above average competence in the NFL. I think Cam's going to be fine. No. And as, I mean, I've seen it work as a Packer backer. Look what they did with Aaron Rodgers. Like, I, I know Alabama is closer to an NFL offense than most colleges are, and he's smart enough, and you could just plug and play. But I like the understudy role. You got Cam Newton was the MVP of the league. Friggin' four years ago. Sure. Literally means nothing. Had a freak shoulder surgery. Played on a subpar team last year with a really bad position player group. I think you got to give Cam a shot, but that's my opinion. But what I don't think is opinion, whoever they choose, you got to put him with the first group and roll with this guy. I don't think if you're planning to help Cam Newton... That with your 15th overall draft pick in the first round of the NFL draft, the New England Patriots select future franchise everything Mac Jones from the University of Winners. I just noticed that two out of the three quarterback controversy conversations we're having are people who got in tons of trouble in college. (laughs) Jameis Winston and Cam Newton. Like, what? This should not, I mean, historically, it should not factor into the conversation, right? Well, also, like, three of the four, because we're going to talk 49ers as well after this. Like, it's all about the rookies. Like, this is all speculation stuff. Sure. Yeah. Mac Jones, you put on the field. You sell a ton of number 10s. You get them, go out there, dip and dunk and tight ends and running backs or whatever, and you open open it up, I'm going to tell you, two times a half. Look, and I don't think anybody in that division is going to compete with the Bills anyways. So Patriots, at best, will be fighting for a wild card. I think 8-8 eight and eight with no matter what quarterback you have is a decent year. Also, Bill Belichick's the guy who's like, hey, you know what? Fooled you, Brian Hoyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take that fan base that wanted to be excited. God, that would be such a Belichick move. It, wouldn't it? We got Jared Stidham. I don't even know if that's the kid's actual name. Uh, yeah, I put a put a lot of thought into it. Uh, did just I just decided pregame that I know Brian Hoyer. He's he's a football player, and we just decided to go with him. The thing is, uh, at the beginning of every game, we have to have so many football players, so we put one out there. I really um I really couldn't decide in between uh, Newton or Jones, so I uh I played the guy that I could pick him out of a lineup. Hey, Coach Belichick, uh, Jones has a real opportunity here, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I made people think that he did, <laughs> just like all of you people. <laughs> Coach, what do you mean by you people? Uh, 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 this press conference is over. You can read into that the way you want. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? 
Really, realistically, I asked at practice yesterday or the day before. This reporter was like, hey, "It's a real opportunity for Mac Jones." And Bill Pelchick goes, "It is." <laughs> like, what are you doing? You're the, you're the. What's the super monotone? Like, you're you're the voice. You are Jack's lack of caring. Yeah, that's what you are. And how many times is Cam Newton going to get COVID? That's weird. He right? should drop out of football and it, be like a test subject. <sighs> This is his third time, right? Is it that many? He got it twice last year, and then he just got it again. You know what he could get? The vaccine. Oh, yeah. Stop getting COVID. Huh. We're going to talk about that in the 6 o'clock hour. Vaccine doesn't even stop you from getting COVID, Fred. It just keeps you from dying or going to the hospital. Why are you saying it with a negative connotation? Joke's on you, buddy. All I want in this life of sin... Is for no one to get so sick that they have to go to the hospital or die from a disease where there's an option to not get so sick and die. Oh, Cam when you Newton. say it like that. Yeah. Also, Stephanie, you don't know this. I went to the hospital with COVID. Yeah, Fred almost died, <laughs> like, Steph. I, like, I'm, I'm the walking example. Like, don't be me. Also, to be fair. To be fair. There was no vaccine when I went. Yeah, you didn't have that choice. Didn't have that choice. Yeah. <sighs> Mac Jones, snap one to the very last snap that he can physically play. Yeah, I don't mind it. I think Cam Newton's got some left in the tank, and I'd like to see him healthy with a better roster around him, but I can go Mac Jones too. Also, he's a winner. I'm not as passionate about this quarterback battle than I am with all the others. You kind of low-key hate New England. Yes, you do. I had to think about it. I know you do. Think about it during the break. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. But my 49ers played real good against the Chargers, and Trey Lance, he, uh, he, Trent Lance, Trey, Trent Richardson, uh, I think, the, well, let's get rid of Jimmy. That's 49ers fan right now. Yes. Yes. You don't get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo for Trey who Lance. You don't do it. You're in the Super Bowl with the same guy two years ago. Where, to be fair, to be fair he posted like a zero quarterback rating, and it was the most garbage thing of ever timing. It's performance speaking. Got him there. <laughs> Where'd Trey Lance go to college? Trey Lance is not ready. Uh, North Dakota State? You could be lying. I wouldn't be sure. Is that a real college? That sounded correct in my head when I said it out loud. Home of the former Bisons. Hey, Steph, will you Google <laughs> North Dakota State University real quick? Is it a real place? Is there a college up there? Where is, is Ashton Kutcher going to jump out? Steve Buscemi, the mascot of the college in Fargo. Yeah, North Dakota State. That is correct. Okay. Good job, Brain. So it's not a real college. No, it's not a real college. But he's a very talented guy. And he only played, like, what, two games all of last year? Isn't that where Carson Wentz went? He was very good two years ago. So you play for a nothing college against nothing athletes. God, I mean, that sounded so horrible, didn't it? So Carson Wentz. All right, North Dakota State and everyone who plays against North Dakota State, I retract that statement. You are all excellent athletes. Your parents and family should be very proud of you. How did North Dakota State make Carson Wentz and this Trey Lance kid? What is going on? Isn't that weird? There's something in the bison burgers, huh? That's okay, because they don't have water. Is this like a pipeline joke? Is I'm this a sure. keystone joke and I don't get it? I'm not sure. 
It's like Shrek's onion, Fred. Oh, I don't. We can't. We don't have time. As layers, we can't. <laughs> this is this is the rookie quarterback situation that I think is more of a no brainer than other people are giving it credit for. You got to start the veteran. You got to start the guy who's making an insane amount of money, and you got to start the guy who looks that good. He's so handsome. He is a very handsome man. If you look in the mirror every day and you see Jimmy Garoppolo, you got a good life. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do anything that would jeopardize my face. Mm-mm. But here he is trotting onto the football field every day. The thing that Jimmy Garoppolo chooses to do after the 49ers decide he's not the starting quarterback is the most fortunate thing in the history of things because whatever he's passionate about is better because he's there. He's going to be great at whatever he chooses to do next. I don't currently know who Trey Lance is. Well, he he's the quarterback of North Dakota State University. No, was. <laughs> Also, NFL scout, just draft someone from North Dakota State. Yeah, who's next yeah. Next man up? Come get you. I really don't know the mascot. 49ers fan, I know you wanted more, but you're really not going to get it because this one's a no-brainer. It's it's Jimmy G. Yep. Hey, does anyone call him that? I'm about to coin that. Jimmy G? Jimmy G. You never heard anyone say that before? Is that a real one? You work in sports radio. You're thinking of Jimmy V. <laughs> Well, I, they're two separate people. Oh. I do often think about Jimmy V. Yeah, this one's a no-brainer. No-brainer. Start Jimmy G. Give Trey Lance a year, maybe two. To do what? If Jimmy G has a really good year, you, tr- you just trade him off for draft picks or whatever it may be. Ah, uh, it's the Patriots approach. Yeah. Give him back to the Patriots when neither Cam Newton or Mac Jones work out this year. I'm going to go to break with you. We're going to go up to 7 o'clock at 7.45. Josh Shushan's going to hit his pregame. Uh, first pitch for the Ice Tops tonight, I believe, is 8.05. You can catch them. They're on the road at Las Vegas. So that'll be a good one. Stick with your boys all night. Stick with the Ice Tops after when we get back after this. COVID-19 is everywhere, specifically in sports. 95.9 FM AM 610. The Sports Handle. Back on the program. Appreciate everyone taking the time to text the NMDOT text line. Here's the thing, though. You can send us all the redheads that have won stuff. We're talking about the Super Bowl, okay? Correct. So you can send us, because we're getting them. We're getting, well, what about Dale Earnhardt Jr.? No, don't care. That doesn't count. I don't know who Boris Becker is. Is that tennis? Does not count. We're talking about the Super Bowl. Texter. I'm very passionate about my gingers, too. Oh, I know you are. Yeah. Yeah, I'm aware. Call the program Quan's Auto Care Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're taking your calls. Ice dopes are on later tonight. All right, Van. The New Orleans Saints. Are you familiar with them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So they said in New Orleans to go to a game, you have to show your vaccination or a negative test within like the last whatever day or whatever. Sure. In New Orleans, that won't be a problem. New Orleans will come through on that. LSU, which is not in New Orleans. LSU says students will need to – this is – I'm not talking the football team. This is a sports show. I'm talking the student body. 
LSU students will need to present proof of COVID vaccination by October 15th. So the school is mandated. Correct. If you are going to be on campus as a student. Now, I don't know how that works for remote learning. Don't quote your boy. It's the same thing in Denver. My daughter attends the University of Denver, and you must be vaccinated to attend school. And as far as I know, it is the same thing here at UNM. In Lafayette, which I don't know a ton about, about, I don't know a ton about outside of LSU. So if you were to be like, Fred, it's a beautiful city with culture and something, something Baton Rouge and something, something Baymont. I'd be like, okay, cool. I don't know. I know there's a college there and it's LSU. Fred, they got a really good Arby's team. You should check it. I'm not taking that call. Swampy and humid from what I understand. I don't know a lot beyond that. The Discovery Channel told me that there are alligators there. I assume that's true. Yeah. I mean, the name alligators apparently was taken. I don't understand why they're the tigers. I believe that... There's no tigers there. Lafayette is possibly Creole for alligator. I don't know for certain. Huh. I think Lafayette was a explorer. It's a Frenchman's last name, if I understand that correctly. You're thinking of Ponce de Leon. I'm, I'm always thinking about Ponce de Leon, but not in this moment. So Lafayette... So, and a lot of colleges are doing this, by the way. Like, like NFL... All right, now I'm going back to sports. Sorry. So your sports teams haven't had to mandate vaccines because colleges are doing it. Right. And here's the thing that I think is often lost on viewer of like college football, college basketball or whatever. They're actually students. They actually go to class. So LSU says, if you want to come to a game, you show us. You show us that vaccination record. Otherwise, you're not getting in. That'd be 72 hours prior to kickoff. Three days. And this isn't, I mean, to be a student, you have to be vaccinated. But just for a fan to show up, you have to provide a vaccination card or a negative test within 72 hours. Right. There's approximately 200,000, 215,000 students enrolled in Louisiana Public Higher Education Institutes, okay? A lot of private schools, obviously. Tulane is down there. That's a private school. They've all made rec- they've all made mandates for vaccinations. Sure, got it. And I was very surprised because the South has been quite hesitant for vaccine and mask mandates. Is, uh, that's news to me, man. I wasn't aware that there was a segment of the population that was so resistant. Huh? Not that resistant. 102,321 people is the capacity of LSU's football stadium. Say that number one more time. 102,321 people. Well, that's quite a few. The 321 seems extraneous. We could just call it 102,000. <laughs> it's like whenever you measure Mount Everest. Yeah. You're like, don't want to land, you don't want it to land on a round number. People think you guessed. Even put the inches. That is a lot of people in one space. And you don't want to be the people that caused the super spreader event that killed off, what's the death rate? Like 6%? That's 6,000 people. Too high is what it is. Yeah. 6,000 people. I like that university is taking this away from program. I like that. 
I'm in on that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. And they want fans. And guess what? All of these colleges, they have way more than 102,321 fans. They will pack that stadium no matter what you tell them to do. This is going to cause the South to get widespread vaccinations. Yeah. If, That's where I was about to go. Love if Alabama does it. LSU does it. Georgia does it. Florida does it. You're going to see a huge increase in vaccinations and a huge decline in the spread of COVID, especially the Delta variant. That's the angle, right? Like, say, hey, hey, Baton Rouge, you got to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And if you're unable to get vaccinated, you got to show me a test within 72 hours. Okay. You also have to. You also have to tuck your arm into your shirt like this, and then you have to jump on one leg, and then the other one you do like a bird thing. Yeah, rub your belly and pat your and head. You rub your belly and pat your head. They will do whatever they have to do to get into that stadium yes. and watch Tiger football. LSU will require fans 12 years of age or older to provide proof of COVID-19 vaccination or negative PCR test to attend football games at Tiger Stadium. That is clear cut. And you have to watch every episode of MASH. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Joining us on the program, friend of the show, Orlando. Orlando, how are you? Doing okay. Uh, it's weird to hear you guys. I like PTSD flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I talked to you guys, I was on the way to see my son in Portales, where he's going to college. Oh. It so happened. And I was going to talk football, but it was, uh, and twice it happened. It was weird. That's why it's deja vu. Um, not even really sports related. It's about hating Arby's. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember more. vividly how oh, yeah. that, was, that was a good day. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, sad to say, I live here on the west side on Coors and Sequoia. They shut it down to remodel. And I think they're going to open up tomorrow finally. And it's been, you know, about three weeks. But anyway, I just had a little get your PTSD fix. flashback. I'm a big football fan, big Cowboy fan, big, you know, I root for the Lobos, of course. But, you know, you know how that goes. Well, hey, um, they're on a, a two-game winning streak, Orlando. Anyway, uh they're undefeated if you just count the last two games. That's true. <laughs> true. They did uh, look better. It's a wait-and-see attitude with the Lobos. Well, and luckily now you can be a Greyhound enthusiast for, for Eastern New Mexico <laughs> University with your son being at, at Proud. So I love that. True. His uh, major is actually in uh, communication. And I have him on the show. With an emphasis on public affairs and he's done broadcast journalism also <laughs> hey we'll, we'll intern him right away you just you we'll figure it out good i'll tell him i'll tell him but anyway can't wait for that arby's you know especially those <laughs> <laughs> those potato cakes that they have but anyway guys pleasure to hear you guys during the week like i said kind of weird you know i just retired from the military and having flashbacks from that now to have flashbacks from this whoa Hey, appreciate you. Hey, Orlando, next time you're in Portales, if you see yes, Portales High football coach Jamie Ramirez, you yeah, say uh -oh. you, you say Cousin Bubba said hi. And he'll, he'll understand uh -oh, completely. Bubba. He will know exactly who you're talking about. I'm, I'm Cousin Bubba or Cousin Bubs. Friend of the show, Orlando. I'll make, I'll make it a point. We go quite often down there. Actually going to homecoming, not till October. We'll go watch the, the hounds. <laughs> so, But anyway, pleasure talking with you guys. Good, good guy, good friend of the show, Orlando. Hey, appreciate you, Orlando. The the heated, the fun, the heated, which this is from the weekend program. So, like, listener that's just tuning in now that maybe doesn't hit the sports animal on the weekend, Stephanie, you included, 
we have been doing the weekend program here for two years, a little two, over. Two years and a month. Yeah, a little over. Yeah. And there's not as much sports talk as you maybe would think there would be on a sports talk show. We sports it up a little bit for you guys today. Sports adjacent often. Sports adjacent. It's but, been referred to as. Yeah. Like in this period of time, today, tomorrow, and the next day, like we'll give you some sports. We can talk sports. But some of our most heated debates have been the fast food wars. Yeah. Yes. And Arby's, although Orlando claims it to be at the pinnacle, I'm going to tell you right now, it's it's worse than dirt itself. I mean, they're basically thinly sliced hot dogs. Arby's. Yeah. Yeah, you're being, you're being very insulting to hot dogs. Because <laughs> you could gourmet up a hot dog. Like, Arby's... It's not. It, it doesn't taste as good as the wrapper that it's in. Like that's how bad Arby's. Is. You took the well, Pepsi challenge. They, they splash it up. Is put that Arby's sauce and the cheese. So oh, that's they, what gets the people going. It, I mean, I probably agree with you on the roast. Beef. Yeah, like you could put as much ointment as you want on Arby's. I'm not trying to eat it. Did you say ointment? Well, how would you describe it? Uh, sauces probably. Cheese sauce and Arby's sauce, right? If it comes in a packet, it's not a sauce. It's ointment. It's an ointment? That's not the verbiage you would use? What do you think ointment is? When you apply it. You don't rub it into the meat, Fred. You do? with? Yes, you do. You get it. You get the Arby sauce on your fingertips and you massage it into the bread and the meat? You Okay. You dip, you dip French fries into ketchup. Okay. That's a sauce. Okay. You apply ointment to a sandwich. That is not even close to what happens in real life. You bite the little corner boy off. Okay. Of the like of the single serving because it doesn't come in like a because you don't want so much of it. You, a sauce is like like Chef Boyardee. I'm gonna assume you want a lot of Arby's sauce on your Arby's. It's it okay. If it's a minimal amount, it's an ointment. If it's <laughs> Why are you laughing? Okay, when I picture ointment, I, I picture rubbing something into the epidermis of a human being. Okay, now change the word human being into terrible Arby's sandwich. But I don't rub it in. Yes, you do. You you do it in. Okay, uh, so I'm a serpentine guy when I, I when I, I spread my ointment. I'm picturing massaging massage oil or like some kind of tincture or as you call it, an ointment. Yeah. Into a human on their skin. You don't use your fingery boys. You have the top. All right. So sandwiches come with buns, right? Yeah. So you. All right. So I serpentine my ointment onto the top of my Sammy, and then I take the top bunner, put it on top, do a little quarter turn with it, which then like infuses it into the bun and the meats. That's an ointment spread. So in my head, ointment has a medicinal value to it. So I can't picture like. Some kind of tincture of oil, which it may be collodial silver ointment or some kind of weird hippie stuff. Oh, my gosh. Which is what I picture an ointment at. You talking about burn cream? Because that's a cream. That's a balm. It's Arby's sauce. But there's also ointments. An ointment has a medicinal value. When I hear it out loud in my head. Okay. And now I can't get... The idea of an Arby sauce packet, like containing some kind of medicine, and you pouring medicine on whatever kind of meat that is, and massaging it in with your hands. Why do you keep? That's this- what you did to me. That's what you put in my brain, and I now I can't get it out. And me and poor Steph back here across the glass, she's scarred forever. She's not scarred. She recognizes the difference in sauces and ointments and dressings. Like all these things are different. All right, more of this when we get back.
I'm going to Google ointment, and I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I like that colleges have mandated the vaccine rule so that programs don't have to. That's where I'm going with this. <laughs> Thanks for that segue, Orlando. Back I, into Arby's. I also like that it's going to be a motivator for individuals to receive the vaccine that they would not have maybe received on their own. Okay. That's it. That's All my right. energy. I put it the word ointment in the search bar. Okay. Ointment for burns. Ointment for tattoos. Ointment for cuts. Lotion? Ointment for heat rash. Ointment for rash. Ointment versus cream. Ointment for eczema. Ointment for boils. Ointment for ringworm. Those are the top results when I put the word ointment in Google. Nowhere does it say sandwich. Nowhere does it say kind of roast beefish meat. It doesn't say that. All right. I just Googled Arby's ointment, and it turns out it's something for dogs. <laughs> also, apparently, Arby's is considering bringing back the orange cream shake. So if that's the thing you're excited about, get ready for those between 310 and 950 calories. 95.9 FM AM 610, the sports animal. All right, from the texter, from the NMDOT text line, 505-246-0610. Fred, you're talking about condiments, not ointments. You foodie-talking sports talkers. Close. Okay. I mean, I see the argument. You take it. Yeah, I see the argument. Yeah, I take it. Fair. You guys are too cruel on Arby's. You got to try, and then there's some recommendations. Here's the thing. No, I don't. Nope. No. Fool me once. Hey, I like to support local, and I like to eat food that wasn't just delivered on a giant truck the day before. And then plus, Arby's sounds really funny when you say it in a joke. <laughs> Arby's, as far as restaurants goes, is like the nickelback of music. Right. It's, it's just a, so easy to make fun it's of. It's a good punchline. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with nickelback. No. Make completely average music. Yeah. It's not gonna make there's not gonna change your life. It's not gonna ruin your life either. That's Arby's. Arby's, as far as fast food restaurants go, eh, not that bad. But the word Arby's. The punchline that is Arby's. It's so good. There is a hierarchy, though. Yes. Okay. There really is. There really is. Yeah. The number one chain restaurant, and it's not even up for debate, is Cracker Barrel. So Cracker Barrel is, as far as cross-country road trips go, so solid, legitimate, and perfect that it cannot be argued by a human being. Well, I was in my head. I was just picturing fast food. Oh no! See, I'm going chain. Okay, ch any chain. Okay. Also, you don't consider Cracker Barrel fast food? That's sit down. Sit down. That's sit down. You have a waiter. You do have a waiter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me amend that. Then. Usually, a super sweet waitress. To be honest, are you talking about Dottie? Yeah. Yeah. He's at all of them. Calls you hun. He's at all. How do you work at every one of these, Dottie? Yeah. I was just in Mississippi. <laughs> How are you already in Utah? Yeah. I can't believe you made it all the way to Indianapolis before us, who's been driving for three days straight. <laughs> and you're you're actually a bit of a foodie, which is like the best part of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're kind of a snob. A bit. We're going to Bourbon and Boots after this for dinner. By the way, listener, there, spoiler, you want to meet your boys, we're just going to be down there. Right down the street. Down Don't the street. They have very good food. Bourbon and Boots is phenomenal. Yeah. Their restaurant is outstanding. By the way, full disclosure, sponsor of the program on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. They sponsor ABQ Central. They're not paying me to say this right now. No. 
I'm well, just saying it because I believe in it. But I will go down there and I will buy a meal and I will tip like generously. Hey, by the way, tip. I bet, I bet she's gorgeous. By the way, the, like talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good barbecue. Yeah. Great, like upscale, upscale bar food. Every bourbon you've ever heard of. I don't know if I would describe it even as bar food. It's like restaurant food. It's not the point. The point I'm trying to get to is okay. you know food a little bit, and I don't know anything. Right. Okay. You're eating good food, Fred. Yes. You did good. Good Good choice after this. Hey, I got a story for you, Freddie. All right, I'm ready. Okay, it's not about fast food whatsoever. Is it about how lightning strikes twice with this Arby's talk? Yes, it does. 102 years ago oh, today. the centennial do. August 24th, the year of our Lord, 1919. August 24th, 1992. <laughs> Cleveland Indians picture Ray Caldwell. Oh, okay, RC. Was one out away from a complete game win. And the storm moves in over the stadium. Yeah, they called it due to rain. That sucks. Completely beautiful day up until the ninth inning. Storm blows in out of nowhere. They didn't have Steve Stucker yet. It was 1919. Well, he had just started. (laughs) And then Ray Caldwell, the pitcher, gets struck by lightning. Oh, like Wonder Boy. Yeah. Wonder Boy. Ray Caldwell. This is real life. This is not a story. Whoa, I I literally thought this was like an Aesop's fable. No, this is not. This is real life. This really happened. So this is a wives' tale. This is not a wives' tale. This is not a scene from Robert Redford's classic, The Natural. Is this an urban legend? It is not urban. Urban Shocker was a baseball legend. That's a story for another time. Oh, thank you for being you. One out away from a game-winning out. He gets struck by lightning. Who is at bat? Roy Hobbs? So the eight position players are looking around at each other like, oh, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe we almost got struck by lightning because the position players never think about the pitcher whatsoever. The shortstop goes, well, that was shocking. So they're looking around. They're like, oh, man, I'm glad no one's hurt. And they're like, oh, yeah, Ray. So they run to the mound. And the first guy gets an aftershock from Ray because they try to jolt him back awake. They grounded him is what you're saying. Yes. Oh, gosh. And so the first guy gets shocked and grounds him. And he wakes up. And they're like, oh, my God, are you okay? And he's looking around. And he said, I got one more out to get, boy. No. <laughs> so this guy... Ray Caldwell on 102 years ago. Well, hold on. Today in 1919 gets up and says, no, I'm fine. I'm going to get one more out to seal the win for my team. Okay. So Ray Thor Caldwell. Correct. Gets up from what I'm going to presume was death. Probably died. Okay. As close as you can get. I think the only animals, like mammal, like life form on earth that survives lightning is like a moose. I'm being serious. Okay. So this guy was more stubborn than a moose. Yes. Okay. Moose DNA. He gets up, but they don't let him pitch because that'd be preposterous. Nope. They let him right back in the game. They're like, nah, fam. You say you're good, you're good. Get up on that bump. Get up on that bump, Ray. I could be that team doctor. 
So he faces two more batters, gets the out, gets a complete game win after getting struck by lightning. That happened today, 102 years ago. Where did you come across this? Oh, I know all this crap. I love baseball. <laughs> Another fun fact, the team that previously got rid of him, the New York Yankees. Ah, uh, that's Roy Hobbs. Three weeks after he gets struck by lightning, he throws a no-hitter against the Yankees. This is a true story. It happened in real life. How it's not a movie, I have no idea. All right, what's his name? Ray Caldwell. Ray Caldwell. Yes. All right, so the number one result for Ray Caldwell is Ray Caldwell lightning. Yes, that is accurate. Does he have a baseball card? Because I'll buy it. Story's shocking, isn't it? That is kind of like a crazy thing. It's nuts. I wonder what percentage of people die. I Up until you just told me the story, I would have said 100. By, <laughs> he's not the only one. He's one of the few. There's a dude that's been struck by lightning three times. No, there's not. But he was like a trapper, and he was like always in the woods like and God. always in the storm. No, not like not like a, a modern rapper, oh, a okay. trapper. No, he's like a... Went after furs. Not like Trapper John DMD. Went after critters. Like a French fur trapper exploring the Louisiana Purchase. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of my favorite people in history, Hugh Glass. He was that kind of trapper. He got struck by lightning three times and survived all three times. This is a little bit of news to me. I did not know this, and I'm not one to claim that I do know things that I don't know because... That is a fool's errand. But according to businessinsider.com, don't know why they'd be running this article, only about one in 10 people who are struck by lightning are killed. What? It's got a 90% success rate? Ellipses. But those who survive often experience immediate and lasting side effects that can be bizarre and unpleasant. Well, yes. Like he got struck by lightning. Could you imagine this guy... You get struck by lightning and you get up, your pants are on fire, your shoes were blown off, and you're like, I got this, guys. I'm a team player. <laughs> Fred, last week, yeah, I was going to go on a bike ride, and then okay. I stubbed my toe on the kitchen table and I didn't go. That's how soft I am. This guy got struck by lightning and he finished the game. Phil... Broskiavak of Wyoming was electrocuted by a bolt of lightning during a climbing trip. He described the pain as being stung by 10,000 wasps from the inside out. That's not a thing I want to do. You want you want me to tell you I can throw a sinker? <laughs> I can't. Sinker into the grave and die. We got 15 more minutes of sports talk in the reigning video today's varsity. Today's varsity is the varsity of garbage NFL quarterbacks. No tease. We'll give you some when we get back. 95.9 FM AM 610, the sports animal. Well, if the milk crate challenge hasn't already impacted us all enough. R.I.P. to Rolling Stones drummer Charlie Watts, who passed away today. Oh, rest in peace, buddy, buddy. COVID is the biggest killer in the United States right now. I believe milk crates will soon be number two. They will soon. I don't I don't believe he 
had anything to do with the milk crate challenge. Uh, the age of 80. So the stones are starting to go. That's a thing. That was because that was the joke for the longest time. The stones are impervious. The the robots that replaced them in the 70s are finally running out of batteries? Is that what you're saying? You've got to replace the batteries. Talking about fall, McCartney? hey All right, so we, we, we played with it earlier. We're going to give it to you now. So a company called Quality Logo, Logo Products. All right, I don't know what that is. Okay. Um, cool. Not super going to get into who they are because I don't care. But they did what I love. They did a survey of college mascots, okay? Okay. College mascots, the best, the worst, and the sexiest. Survey says. <laughs> we'll start with the best because it's easiest. We're going to have a lot of fun here. According to Quality Loto Products, which I'm no longer going to mention their name. I'm just going to say this story. The best mascot is Willie the Wildcat from Northwestern University. Okay. Okay. Now, you know I have a problem with mascots and costumes. I think a mascot has to be a living animal for it to even be in the mix. Okay. Give me a real tiger. Give me a real bulldog. I want the University of Wyoming, and I want a cowboy on a horse. I honestly don't have a preference whether the mascot's in a costume okay or some kind of enhancement but i like it when they don't look like purdue pete of purdue <laughs> university are you talking about the creepiest mascot purdue pete yes yeah he, oh my god his face is the face that nightmares are based off of yes the face of Purdue Pete, if you hand a child a Crayola and you say, draw a picture of your worst nightmare, it is a scale-to-scale, one-to-one replica of Purdue Pete. Right. Pistol Pete, a close second to Purdue Pete, the Oklahoma State University mascot, is just as dang bad. I don't think it's that bad. Purdue Pete from Purdue University has this emotionless, cold, dead-eyed stare. And Pistol Pete from Oklahoma State looks like he's like, all right, I'm a cowboy. I'm here to have a good time. Watch out. Pew, pew, pew. He doesn't look that bad. No, you're describing Hey Reb from the University of Nevada in Las Vegas because that's what he looks like. He looks like if Yosemite Sam had a preferred sports team. He looks like he looks more like a fun-loving dude. I'm into that. All right, give it. I know you're about to run the Nittany Lion through the mud. I of can course. feel it. That would be my number one creepiest. It's so creepy. Because number one, the Nittany Lion looks creepy. Yeah. And number two. Penn State. Penn State. Yeah, Happy Valley. So it's double creepy. And if you think about Happy Valley, that's triple the creepy. Correct. He when, should. Okay, Nittany Lion should be number two. Because Penn State is a cult. Oh, that's not what I was thinking. Oh, sorry. That's not what I was thinking. Number one to me is Purdue Pete. I'll buy that. He's the creepiest and weirdest. It's he should be unanimous. Number two, just like Shohei Otani should be unanimous MVP this year. Oh, I agree completely. Purdue Pete should be unanimous creepy mascot. Number two though is the Stanford tree. The Stanford tree to me is unacceptable. It's an abomination. 
It is very weird. It is the Mr. Potato Head of fictional trees. And depending on whether like you're a small child in the dark, uh-huh, or if you're like a stoned adult, this list could go either way for the Stanford tree. Cuz while it is creepy, it is also hilarious at the same time. Look at this. Who designed this? I mean, the answer to that will never be no. Did they make a bunch of people huff paint and then design the Stanford tree? It is bad. I'm not going to give you who the sexiest college mascot is in America because I don't shame here. Okay. okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, whatever you're about in your life, whatever happens when your bedroom door is closed, I'm in support of that because I'm in support of people. Sure. You live your life. Yeah, you live your best life even. Fred and Van are not here to kink shame you. No, we absolutely are not. Not whatsoever. But I will tell you this. As voted by men, it's Mr. Commodore of Vanderbilt University. As voted by women, it's the Blue Devil of Duke University. Kind of sexy. Yeah, I agree. Kind of sexy. Big arms. It's not bad. I'll tell you what makes... He got swole in the past decade. Yes, he did. Is that protein or... He used to fit through the hoop when he would do the front flip. Mm -mm. Not no more. Not anymore. Not even a leg. And for fun, the unsexiest mascot. And again, I don't shame. Okay. Oski from the University of California, Berkeley, is if like Yogi the bear was an actual bear person. Yeah, that one's not great. No, lacks personality, obviously. I see that one as mediocre. I don't think it's top shelf. Hey, hey, boo, boo. So there you go. There's your breakdown of mascots across the college. And they're very wrong on the University of Mississippi. What are they saying? Tony the Land Shark is very strong. I think the Oregon Duck is very strong. I don't know why it wasn't higher. Yeah, Tony the Land Shark is the eighth creepiest, and I think it's a very good mascot. We've had this talk before. I very much like like uh like mascots that are not like animals or people. I like mascots that are like ideas, I like the United. I think that's a very good idea. Sure. Yeah. I used to broadcast for a soccer team called the Ambush. I like verbs. Ooh. Yeah. Give me the storm. But I guess storm is a, like a thing. But stay away from proper nouns. They that's- rhyme. They're both verbs. <laughs> we're going to do the varsity in the last segment. Then we're going to send you to a short break before Isotopes pregame with Josh Shushan starts at 7.45, first pitch tonight at 8.05. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Had we ever done 4-7? to seven? I don't think we had, had we? Uh, not the whole show and not just both of us. This was it. This We've was... each done it separately. So we both have taken the 4-7 to seven time slot separately correct. in different like innovations. That is correct. And this is the first time that ABQ Central has 4-7. to seven. That is correct. Oh, we did so good. Yeah. The text was super engaged today. Thank you to everyone on the NMDOT text line. Uh, breaking news, there's a Raising Canes coming to Albuquerque. So that's from the texter. Who didn't um, put his name with the text, yep. so I'm assuming it's Brand the new Brand. owner of yeah. Raising Canes. So we are excited <laughs> to be there for your grand opening. Thank you very much. I will ornament all. Yeah. Keep your head on a swivel, Arvies. Uh, Raising Canes is coming. You can tell the weekend listener is here because we got lots of texts about baseball, and we promise you we're going to go heavy baseball tomorrow, but today was a football day. Today's varsity, Van. Okay. Today's varsity is garbage NFL QBs, okay? okay? So for the new listener, the varsity segment is when we take a topic and then we pick the varsity team of that topic. We're not talking JV. Okay. We're not talking pro. We're talking varsity. 
All right, you want me to go first or you want to go first? Uh, I'll defer. Okay. I'm going to take Antoine Randall-L. So Antoine Randall-L, to me, was a stud in Indiana. A stud. Yeah. Played quarterback all day. Couldn't even get into the quarterback's group with the Steelers. They made him play wide receiver. Said, I'll tell you what. Yeah. If, like, some tragedy befalls our team and all three quarterbacks get hurt, you're our man. Played in two Super Bowls. Not as a quarterback. No. 9,000-ish all-purpose yards. Threw six touchdown passes on 27 attempts professionally. But he was so bad at quarterback in the NFL, they made him be a wide receiver. Who you got? Number one, and this is low-hanging fruit. Yeah. And he ate a lot of fruit. Mm-hmm. Jamarcus Russell. Okay. Number one pick, got mm-hmm. P-A-I-D paid. Yeah. The biggest contract at that time. Played 25 career games, 48 turnovers. It wasn't fruit, but it was fruity drink. They yeah. got old Jamarcus Russell you in trouble. Think. Legend has it. Yeah. That he spent $120,000 one night at an Applebee's. I mean, that's a lot of perfect margaritas. That is all of the perfect margaritas <laughs> that Applebee's has ever. You have to buy out the whole bar you, drink by drink. You trying to get ringer teas here, guy? What are you doing? I have no idea how one can do that. But again, it's legend. In 2005, Matt Jones was drafted out of the University of Arkansas. Okay? Stud quarterback in college. Stood like six foot six. He's everything that's prototypical. But he was so bad at quarterback that the Jacksonville Jaguars moved him to wide receiver where he had to play wide receiver because he couldn't crack the lineup of, of Jeff Burnell. Also out of the league in three years due to drug addiction, blah, blah, blah. You need some drugs after that run. Yes. My next pick. Yeah. Is Arizona State legend Andrew Walter. Okay. High school All-American, All-Pac-10 quarterback. Started eight games as a rookie. In eight games, he had 26 turnovers. That's not very good. Eight games, he had 26 turnovers. The Raiders were so bad that year that they garnered the first pick in the draft. Do you know who they use with that first pick? Who's that, my friend? Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> if I tell you that I'm about to talk to you about a three-time pro bowler, you would think that's probably a pretty good quarterback in the NFL. Ooh, who's it going to be? Well, it's going to be former Kent State quarterback Joshua Cribs, who returned a still-standing eight career kickoffs for touchdowns for the Cleveland Browns and Indianapolis Colts. Josh Cribs was so bad at quarterback, they made him return kicks. He's one of the most garbage quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. All right, my dude, who I thought was going to be a stud, high hopes, Florida State's Chris Wanky. Because I liked dual threat guys. Yeah. He's a football quarterback. Baseball pitcher, absolute stud. Did he win a Heisman or something at FSU? He was like he was, 26. Yeah, he got a Heisman. Yeah, he got a Heisman. Yeah, after playing professional yes. baseball, goes back to college. Little J.R. Smith there. Very uh, Texas armadillos of him. Very necessary roughness of him. Coming back and, and playing football as an adult with children. 
I thought there were high hopes for Chris Wanky, so he's going to make my list. Eric Crouch is going to make my list. Eric Crouch was a triple threat stud in Nebraska. Could play every single down, could score a million touchdowns in Heisman conversation. Drafted by the St. Louis Rams to play wide receiver. Failed fabulously. Signed with the Green Bay Packers as a wide receiver where he told them after signing as a wide receiver that he would only play as a quarterback and immediately got cut. Eric Crouch is so garbage, he got cut for even showing up. The one that broke my heart as a kid? Yeah. This is one of my favorites. Love watching him in college. Dan McGuire. Yes. You remember Dan McGuire? No. And he had those <laughs> super cool rookie cards. He might be a couple years older than you, so you might not remember this. But this poor guy was like the most hyped up uh, prospect coming out of college. Number one draft pick, 16th overall of the Seattle Seahawks. Had a very good pedigree. Yeah. His older brother was Mark McGuire. Ah, pretty pretty talented guy. And he did not. Honorable mention, Brad Smith, Michael Robinson, Julian Edelman, Denard Robinson. Danny Amendola. None of them could go as professional quarterbacks. Van, any final words before we go today? Oh, my goodness. Too much for the time allotted, my friend. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.